I'm on. Okay, hi. Uh, we are coming to you live. This is the first week in which there are people here with me. Uh, I'm not going to make Terry move the camera around to show you, but everybody else say hi. Good, you can hear the excitement from being able to sit here and watch me speak, and that's so wonderful to have back. Thank you. Uh, we are going to work slowly through this. And if you don't know, if I haven't told you before, which I have, we're going to be going every other week, but there will be a live stream every single week uh, just so that we have something to come together for. And so if you miss or if you're not here, or if we don't have youth that night, there will still be a live stream. Uh, in this series, it's called Mood. Again, original title. The graphics aren't up yet, but that's cool. Uh, it's, it's about more than that, though. It's about more than me trying to be clever with slang from Gen Z. It is about the fact that we all feel things. And in this period of time, those feelings are kind of driven up because there's so much uncertainty. And so, so far in this series, the first week we talked about anger and how uh, we all feel that. We all feel frustrated. We all feel uh, anger sometimes. And it's something that some people struggle with more than others. And yet there is still a way to move forward. And I talked about how I dealt with it and how I've had issues with it before, but how if you go to God, he will help you, and then you talk to people about it. Uh, and the same thing with doubt, like it's natural to have doubts. Uh, I was raised in, in a long time ago with dinosaurs and stuff, and it was a very, it was a dirty word to talk about. Like you just didn't talk about it. If somebody said, hey, you know, I don't know how I feel about this, like people would be like, just shut up and sit down. Uh, and so it's important to know that everyone goes through that, but you don't let that be like, well, I'm never gonna go to church again. If you have doubts for whatever reason, talk to your parents, talk to the youth workers, talk to me, talk to a pastor, pray, look into it, like try to figure out how you can move past it because that is a wonderful learning opportunity. And now this week we're going to talk about something with schools starting. I know that they're not all in person, but it's something that you'll deal with and you'll deal with your entire life, uh, peer pressure. And, and so uh, I know that a lot of things we talk about, you're like, well, when I'm an adult, I won't have to deal with that. Uh, as adults, we deal with that in different ways. Like, it's not like the popular kids come up to us at work or at home and be like, hey, you know, I'm not going to invite you to the party if you don't do this. But you deal with it by, uh, if you're a parent, by what other parents do sometimes. And sometimes they can be jerks to you, uh, you, you they, and make you feel like, oh, well, you're doing it this way. You're parenting this way, and I'm parenting this way. Uh, you deal with it at work in different ways. And yet, for you guys, it's a very real thing. Uh, and so you have people who are right now saying, oh, you know, don't worry about it. Just do whatever you want. And you have people saying, hey, go to this party. Hey, do that. Hey, don't wear a mask. Hey, uh, don't, don't care about anybody else but yourself. All of these things are messages that you get every day. Uh, you, you have people who are like, hey, you've got to fit in. You've got to do this. You've got to change who you are. Uh, it can happen in dates. It can happen in friendships. It can happen all over the place at, at school in in your life everywhere. And so it's something that we all deal with. And I want to go to a story uh, in which a king actually dealt with it. And so this is from Mark chapter 6, verses 17 through 28. For Herod had sent soldiers to arrest and imprison John as a favor to Herodias. Uh, she had been his brother Philip's wife, but Herod had married her. John had been telling Herod, it is against God's law for you to marry your brother's wife. Uh, so Herodias bore a grudge against John and wanted to kill him. A natural reaction. But without Herod's approval, she was powerless, for Herod respected John, and knowing that he was a good and holy man, he protected him. Herod was greatly disturbed whenever he talked with John, but even so, he liked to listen to him. So that phrase, greatly disturbed, that's actually a good thing, because it meant that 
what John the Baptist, this is John the Baptist we're talking about, what he was saying had an impact. I remember way back in my first year of being a youth pastor back in Seymour, um, I, I spoke about wisdom and I spoke about foolish things and I spoke like decisions, not things I said. Oh, I guess that's up to you. But I, I spoke about all of these things and somebody came out to me after one of the teens. And he's like, I'm so mad at you for talking about me. And I had and I didn't really even know them. I'm so mad at you for what you said, like you were speaking right to me. And that's not cool. And I'm like, I explained to them, that's God working on you. Like that's God saying, hey, listen. And so we've probably had situations like that where you see something in, in what the pastor says or even in a song or what a youth worker says in group time when we have that. Uh, where it's like, man, this is like they're speaking right to me. And that's a good thing. And you can feel disturbed that way. And so Herod was saying that. Herod was by no means a Christian. He wasn't really even a good man. But he was saying these things because he was willing to try because he respected John. Uh, because one of the things, if you're living your best, if you're doing your best to treat others like you want to be treated, you're doing your best to be kind, you're doing your best to be a good example, to be a light, uh, there will be people that automatically hate you and dismiss you, but there will be people who uh, respect you. And they may not be like, oh, I'm going to go to church with you. They'll be like, well, hey, that's a good person. They do this. They, I'll listen to them. Um, and, and so that is what's going on with Herod. And his wife, Herodias, because in those days, everybody married a woman that had their same name. Not really, but that's weird, right? But uh, anyway, so uh, Lucas, Luke, oh, that's still a boy's name, isn't it? Lucia will be Luke's wife someday. And so, Luca Doncic, nope. Okay, so anyway, I'm going sidetracked. Anyway, so his wife hates John the Baptist because just like how Herod felt disturbed and felt the power of God in his messages, uh, even though he didn't follow it, uh, Herodias felt that too. And yet she's like, this sucks. Like, I don't like this. I don't want to be told how to live. I do me. Like, I do what I want. I am who I want to be. Like, nobody can tell me what to do. Only God can judge me. Like, we all hear people that talk like that sometimes. And, and so that is kind of the setup. That is what's happening. John the Baptist is doing nothing other than telling the truth, other than treating people like they want, like he wants to be treated, other than talking about Jesus and loving people and doing his best. And so we're going to go to the next part. Herodias' chance finally came on Herod's birthday. He gave a party for the high government officials, army officers, and the leading citizens of Galilee. Then his daughter, also named Herodias, uh, came in and performed a song, uh, a dance that greatly pleased Herod and his guests. Ask me for anything you like, the king said to the girl, and I will give it to you. Uh, he even vowed, I will give you whatever you ask up to half my kingdom. She went out and asked her mother, what should I ask for? Uh, her mother told her, ask for the head of John the Baptist. So the girl hurried back to the king and told him, I want the head of John the Baptist right now on a tray. Uh, that is hugely escalated from half the kingdom. Like, that's insane. That's like if you tell a friend, if they're like, hey, can I ask you to do a favor? And you're like, yeah, I'll do anything. And they're like, hey, I want you to go and flip Jeff's car over and pour ketchup all over it and then catch it on fire and then, you know, throw rocks at his head until he falls down. Like, that's major league. And so you have uh, this, this mom who hates him so much who's like, hey, I know, that king, I know that the king loves him and respects him, but I want you to go say you want him dead. And where King Herod first made the mistake is he offered this just carte blanche. Like he's like, yeah, hey, whatever you want. Uh, in his head, he's not thinking past that. He's thinking she wants money because he wants money. He's thinking she wants power because he wants power. Because one of the things we do is we assume that everyone else thinks like us and that thinks like we do. And so that goes into peer pressure a little bit too. A lot of times people that are going to peer pressure you, pressure you 
people who will bully you, people who will try to get you to do things that you don't want to do, they're like shocked that you don't already want to do them. So they're thinking, well, I'm going to fix their life. When I was in high school, way back in the day, when high schools existed, uh, I had two friends, really close friends, and we went bowling one night, and, and they got somehow like alcohol in their Cokes, like Coke and rum, something like that. And, and we're under 18 at this point, so definitely under 21. And they're like, oh, like our whole goal for this whole year is going to be to get you drunk. And, and it's like, uh, that was kind of their thing. Like their whole thing was they wanted to pressure me to be like them. They wanted me to be like them. Now you can look at a lot of different reasons that is. Uh, if you are doing what you think is right, if you are studying for a test where some people are cheating, if you are training for, for sports where some people are just sitting, if you are studying for music or if you're going to work, all of these things and some people are stealing or, or lying or whatever, then they want you to do what they do so they feel better about it. And so if you have people that are sneaking out at night, uh, they know in their heads that it's not right. They know that it's not something they should do, that they should respect their parents' rules even if they don't agree with them. And so they want you to do that too so that then they can be like, well, hey, at least Riley does this. Like, at least, you know, she's, she goes to church and stuff, but I got her to do this, so it's okay. Because it's always going to be easier, and this ties into this. It's always going to be easier to drag other people down than to lift yourself up. It's always easier for people to get other people to be worse, other people to lower their standards, other people to give up on their morals than to actually look at yourself and say, I need to do better. And this goes every walk of life, every avenue of life. And so that is what is happening here. Like the, the king's wife, she could have been like, man, I need to at least talk to John the Baptist, JTB as they called him then. I need to talk to him and see like, why he's saying things like this. Like, what does he mean it's not right? What does he mean I'm not doing the right thing? Or talk to the king and be like, hey, did you hear what he said? Like, what do you think about this? What, what is right here? What is the, the right thing to do? What is the right thing to say? And yet, it's so hard to look at yourself. And for me, literally, but for most of us, like, it's so hard to look at your lives and be like, okay, what can I do better? Because that's a hard question to ask. Uh, I started before this, before the recording, there are things that, that, that I mess up on sometimes. There are things that I don't do correctly. And, and so for me, I immediately beat myself up, but it's good to learn those things. Uh, in your life, there are going to be times that you mess up. And so you can say, well, I messed up once. I'm going to mess up the rest of my life. Or you can say, okay, I messed up. Why? How? Like, what can I do better? What can I learn from this? And so Herod at this point has a decision. He's like, okay, this is not cool. And again, Herod's not a Christian. He's not somebody who had strong morals either way, but he liked him. He respected him. It's not something that he wanted to happen. And so he could have said, whoa, whoa, whoa. But we're going to go, and it's probably spoiler. Uh, then the king deeply regretted what he had said, but because of the vows he had made in front of his guests, he couldn't refuse her. So he immediately sent an executioner to the prison to cut off John's head and bring it to him. The soldier beheaded John in the prison, brought his head on a tray, and gave it to the girl who took it to her mother. Uh, so that's, again, an escalation. That's awful. And so Herod was so afraid of being disliked, of people saying, yeah, Herod, he said he'd do this and he didn't do it. He said that he would give her whatever and then she asked for stuff and he didn't do it. Uh, and, and that's difficult on for most of us but it's kind of ridiculous when you look at the fact that he was the king like it, it, this isn't a good thing but he could literally put to death anyone who disagreed with him so if he had said 
You know, no, I'm not going to do that. Yes, they may have complained a little bit. They may have said things, but nobody's really going to do anything because he's in charge and they're scared of him. And yet he was so worried about what other people thought. The pressure from other people who weren't even his peers was so big that he allowed himself to do something he didn't believe in. Uh, in your life, there have probably been times that that has happened. There have probably been times that you've uh, not wanted to, to do something that you should do. You've not wanted to go somewhere that you shouldn't go. You've not wanted to disobey your parents. You've not wanted to cheat on a test. You've not wanted to lie. You've not wanted to go along with what somebody does. And, and yet you're so scared of what the other people will say, of what the other people will think, that sometimes you give in to that. Now, if you have, that doesn't mean that you're an awful person. It doesn't mean that your life is over. It means, hey, learn from that. Uh, if the adults, like if they talk to you about their lives, if you ask them, they will say, hey, absolutely in my life, uh, I've not been perfect. Like there have been times that I've messed up or that I've allowed what people think to affect what I do. And, and it's a tough thing because even a king messed with this. And one of the things I like to do, and I don't have it in this story, but one of the things I like to do is come up with like the positive end of the story where it like flips. But this is a negative story. It's a negative thing because peer pressure is hard and it's something that you face and it's something that you will face. Uh, one of the things that I want to say to you is if, if you have your beliefs and you have your morals and you have the way you live your life, anyone who tells you, well, that's not the right thing to do, uh, anyone who tells you like, yeah, church, you don't need that, like go be like me, they don't have your best interests at heart. One of the things I say, and I say this a lot of times, um, most of the people that right now in your life, like the teens, the, the people at school that you're so worried about fitting in with, you're so worried about what they think of you, you're so worried about how they live their lives and their popularity, like in five years, in five years after high school especially, you're probably not going to remember most of them. Uh, looking back on my life, like some of the, the kids that I was so impressed with, like they were so cool and I so wanted to impress them and so wanted to be in their group, I don't even remember their names anymore. I don't even know how their lives turned out. Some of them probably good, some of them probably bad. But we worry about that stuff. And next week I'm going to talk about worrying, so you'll see that on the live stream. But we, we worry about that stuff because it, it matters to us. Even if you say, I don't care what people think, you still care what people think. Because we live in a world with people. We live in a world where even with people wearing masks, like we still see people. And if we don't fit in, it hurts. If you believe so strongly in how you live your life. And you're like, I'm a Christian. I, I'm not going to do this and I'm not going to do that. And somebody makes fun of you in, in your head. You might say, okay, well, you know, that sucks. And I don't like that they made fun of me, but I'm still following. Like, that's good. But in your heart, you're still a little hurt. It still sucks to get bullied. It still sucks to get made fun of. Uh, one of the things that, that people say a lot, and this is true. If you see someone who's getting made fun of at school, or you see someone who's sitting alone, and you do nothing, like, that's not good. And the risk, though, is you go over there, you're going to be part of that. You're going to be made fun of, so it's a tough decision. And sometimes, as adults, we make it sound easy because we look back at our lives, and we look back at your lives, and we're like, well, this is obviously the right thing to do. Well, obviously, the right thing to do can still be difficult. And so, with peer pressure, it's so hard. And that's why one of the things I've said before, and one of the things I'll say here, the, your best friends, your closest friends, the people that you respect and trust most, the people that are there, should have the same values that you have. They should have the same beliefs that you have. They should feel the same way about things that you do. Uh, and, and that doesn't mean you can't have friends that don't. You, you should. You should have friends that don't. Like, you're going to like people that aren't like you. My two friends that I talked about in, in school, like, I still like them. I still like them. 
But if you have that core group of people who feel like you, and you're not going to feel the same as everyone else here. You have that core group of people who feel the same as you. When everyone else is saying, yeah, you suck, and yeah, you should do this, and yeah, you should go to this party, yeah, you should sneak out, yeah, you should get drunk, yeah, you should do this drug, uh, you're going to be able to say, hey, you know, I'm really struggling with this. I'm, I'm thinking about giving in. You know, I, I really want to have, I really want to go out with this girl. I really want to go out with that boy, and I know I shouldn't. Or I really want to go to this party, and I know I shouldn't. Or I really want to do this. And you have them there to say, hey, why? And you can say, you know, so they'll like me, so blah, blah, blah. But you want to have someone, and I've talked about friends with you guys before, someone who is willing to say, no, don't be dumb. Not in a mean way, but who is willing to say, hey, remember what you think. Remember what you believe. Remember how you feel. Remember who you are. Because who you are is very important. And your identity is not formed by what other people think about you, what other people say about you. Your identity is formed in who you are and what you do every day and the decisions you make and, and how you live. But as I said, you're going to mess up because you're young. We're going to mess up because we're old. Like it happens. You're human. But when you do, learn from it. And learn from other people's mistakes too. King Herod had such an easy out because he's a king. Sometimes it's going to be easy for you. Sometimes you're going to have this, this chance to be like, oh, well, I can say no easy because I don't really care about this. But sometimes you're going to be tempted because temptation is a part of life. And one thing that's important to know, temptation on its own is not a sin because every single person in the history of time has been tempted. Again, that just means you're human, but giving in to temptation. And you may think, well, yeah, but I'm going to sneak out and go to this party. Is that really that bad? Like I made it back and nobody found out and I didn't get in trouble. I mean, you know, what, who's going to know? Who, nobody knows. Like, nothing happened. Well, what if you go with your parents somewhere and you see one of the people from the party and they come running up to you and they're like, hey, blah, 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 because they're dumb and they don't realize that your parents are there because of the mass. You're going to be worried every day of your life for a while. Like, well, what if people from here see me over here? What if people from there see me over here? And that's no way to live. Don't let other people determine how you live, no matter which way. You have to make these decisions. One of the amazing things that I love about Christianity and one of the hardest things about Christianity is that it's choice. No one can force you to live this way. No one can force you to do this. Uh, people can try and we want you to make the right decisions, but it's your decision. And that's important for you to make that decision. But it's also important you, for you to make every decision. So if you know that something is not right, what in the world would you gain from doing it? Like... A lot of people live by momentary joys, by short-term happiness, by things that, that happen in a moment and are over. Uh, in my life, I've gone bungee jumping twice. Uh, I probably will never do that again because I'm old and the rope would break. But, but in my life, I've gone bungee jumping twice, and that's not wrong. But I was so frightened going up to that moment. And the hardest part is... They won't push you off, which would be easy. Uh, they make you make the decision to jump for lawyer purposes. That's not the right word, but it's the same thing. Legal reasons is the better phrase. Uh, and so, you know, you have to make the decision to jump. Now, there are people around that are waiting in line, people around that want you to go, and so you're going to feel pressured to jump. Again, this isn't a wrong thing. It's just a metaphor. And so I jumped, and it was terrifying but then it was over. And so I did it a second time and terrifying. Then it was over. For that moment, which cost me like 50 bucks, which I wouldn't do now because I can't. But for, 
for that moment, which cost 50 bucks, it was like three seconds. And again, it was fun and it was cool, but it was over then. And so if that had been something that was wrong, if that had been something that would have changed who I was, if that had been something that, that was doing something against my beliefs, three seconds and it's over. Like a few minutes and it's over. Uh, who cares? Because when I'm in the midst of the fall, even though my friend had said, hey, let's do this, you know, hey, blah, 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 the people behind me in line, the people that were all over the place saying, hey, go, go, go. This is in Oregon, by the way, and people yell because it's raining all the time and they make the playoffs still. But anyway, so all of those people, they didn't jump with me. It was just me. And so the whole point of this is when you are making these decisions in life, you know, whether to go to that party, who to date, like what to do, whether to cheat, people that are pressuring you to be like them, they don't pay the consequences because it's their life. It's not your life. They don't, they don't, they're not going to be there. Uh, the prodigal son, which I've talked about, like there are all these people who were telling him, hey, do this, hey, do that. Hey, you're awesome. And then the money ran out and they're gone. And so anybody who only likes you, if you will do exactly what they want, anybody who only likes you, if you will uh, get drunk with them because they want you to, or to do drugs or have sex or whatever, if anybody that only likes you because of what you do or what you can give them, they don't actually like you. They want you to make them feel better about themselves because when you are living, making your own decisions, doing your own choices and doing what you think is right, what that does is it shines a spotlight on people that don't. And this world is unfortunately filled with a lot of people that only care about what happens in the next five minutes. They only care about, about that moment, about what people think in that moment. That's kind of politics. It's about popularity. It's about getting people to like you. It's about saying whatever people need to hear so that they will give you their trust or their money or their vote or whatever. But your life is more important than that. And King Herod made a huge mistake that he regretted. He even regretted it before he did it. And yet he still did it. And I would imagine, and the rest of his life wasn't great, but I would imagine that if you were to ask him, hey, if you could change one thing about your life, there's a lot of things he could choose from, but I bet that he would say, I shouldn't have killed John. John did nothing wrong. I should not have done that. And yet, a lot of people would say, well, you know, I did it because she told me to, because his daughter told me to, because his wife told me to. They're not the ones that are answering for it. The people that are like, hey, sneak out. Hey, do this. Hey, do that. They're not the ones that are answering for it when you get caught. In your life, you're not going to be perfect. You're not. In your life, you are going to make mistakes and you are going to make bad decisions. Now, I'm not saying, hey, Jeff said I'm going to make bad decisions so I can do whatever I want. And, and mom, I, I can do whatever I want. So who cares because I'm going to make bad decisions. So I might as well. No, that's stupid. But you will at some point do something wrong. You will at some point do something that you regret. The big problem with that, with temptation, with giving in, with peer pressure is so many people say, well, I've messed up once. I might as well keep messing up because it's over. That's no, never over. Because you can always have a second chance. Now, it would have been tough for Herod to come back from this because he murdered somebody. But he could have said, ah, man, I really regret this. Because Jesus was alive on earth at this point. He could have said, Jesus, I messed up big. And, you know, he may have had to pay consequences. But I guarantee Jesus would have said, well, what do you want to do about it? Like, are you sorry? Yes. Do you ask for forgiveness? Yes. And he's forgiven. And so maybe you're like, man, my parents, I just, I broke their trust. 
or my best friend, or my girlfriend, my boyfriend, my employer, my teacher, I broke their trust, or I hurt them, or I did this, or I did that, and I've really messed up, and my life is just going a different way than I want it to go, and gravity is just pushing me down. Well, you can defy gravity. I made that up right there. You can defy gravity. Because the God we serve is above that. And so if you have that going on, you're like, man, I just, I can't get past this. I can't get over this. I can't get through this. You can. You can. And I will help you. Misty and Chastity are here. Terry who are, is here. Like, they will help you. Your parents, I promise. Even if it's something hard and something you get in trouble for, I promise that they will listen. They may yell. But they will listen. They will help you. Your friends that feel like you, they, they will help you. Your coaches, your teachers, they will try to help you. Again, you may pay consequences. But do not let a momentary decision define the rest of your life. Do not let short-term things define the rest of your life. And don't let what people say make you make decisions. Now, I know that right now is weird, and I know that technically you're only in school a couple days, or you're in school sometimes, and there's all kinds of rules and social distancing, and so peer pressure isn't quite the same. But I also know that texting exists, and social media exists, and all kinds of things exist, where there's a life before you of people saying, hey, do this. Hey, be young, have fun, drink Pepsi. Hey, you know, do like me. Hey, do whatever you want. Everything is okay. It's your life. You only live once. YOLO. Hashtag. Hashtag free Fortnite. All these different things. I, sometimes I only amuse myself, but that's okay. But all of these different things that you still face now. And yet I promise you that your life is so much more than whatever you're feeling right now. And what you're feeling right now is, is important and good, and the pressure that you're feeling, it's real. And, and, and the hurt, the temptation, all of those things are real. Even if nobody else understands it, it's real. And yet your life is worth so much more than that. Your life is worth so much more than giving in to what other people say. Your life is worth so much more than fitting in. Your life is worth everything. And so make your decisions. Have people around you that will help you make the right decisions. And when you make the wrong decisions, have people around you that will help you move past that. Don't be afraid to admit you're wrong. I've said this before and I'll say it again. If you get in trouble with your parents or you get in trouble with your teacher or you get in trouble with anybody that's an adult or authority figure or whatever, and you have to tell them that you did it. We all, and I can speak for all of us because it's a club and we meet on Thursdays. We all respect when you're honest. Even if we yell, even if we get upset, we respect when you're able to say, I messed up. I'm sorry. And again, your parents may still ground you. They may still take away your PlayStation. They may still force you to have an Xbox. Like, whatever bad thing can happen. They may give you a LeBron jersey and say, you have to have this. And you're like, man, this is awful. I, do I have to cry too? Whatever. But they may do something and hurt your feelings. They may, they may, you may be punished. But if you're so clear and you're like, man, I messed up. I, I need help to get past this. They will listen. Your friends that care about you, they will listen. And your friends that really care about you, they're not going to try to force you to be somebody different. Because who you are matters. Who you are matters. And you make that decision. No one else has to live your life. You make that decision. And so it's important to remember that. And in this series, each of these weeks, we talk a little bit about who you are. Some of you right now, you deal with anger. Like you have anger problems. You get really upset. And you're like, man, nobody else gets this upset. Why is this? Is something wrong with me? No. But it's something that can be fixed. It's something that can be worked on. It's something that can move forward. Some of you right now are dealing with doubt. Maybe not in your faith, but maybe in yourself. 
I know that I am. Maybe in how your life will go. But that's not who you are. That moment of doubt, that moment of anger, that's not who you are. You can move past that. Some of you have been peer pressured. Some of you have peer pressured. Some of you are dealing with it now. Some of you are about to deal with it. You're so much more than that. You're so much more than a moment. You're so much more than popularity. You're so much more than what people say about you. Your legacy is your legacy. And you are worth it. I can promise you, and this is an important thing that I'm going to say, you are worth it. And who you are right now, you're still growing. You're still moving. There's still more to be. There's still better. And I'm talking to all of us, the adults too. Like we can still be better. We're all working on being better. But who you are right now, you're enough. You are enough. You are enough and you are loved. And you do not have to do or say or be anything to earn that love because you are valuable. And so I want you to remember that. And when you deal with peer pressure, when you deal with anger, when you deal with doubt, when you deal with life, remember that you are valuable. And do not be afraid to talk to us. Do not be afraid to ask. And definitely don't be afraid to pray. Because I promise you, when you start to talk about what you're struggling with, when you start to talk about the pressures you face, you're going to find that a lot of other people, including adults, including parents, have also dealt with that. And so be open, be honest, be you. That's all I got.